Happy New Year and welcome to Season 2 of Clean Simple Free. I'm your host, Ashley Alexia Fox. It is officially a new decade, so happy 2020! I hope you got to ring in the new year in a memorable way, maybe got a few days off work, and enjoyed the holidays with your loved ones. As we start to come out of our holiday hibernation and get back to the daily grind, I wish you all the best in this new chapter. This is Clean Simple Free's 15th episode, and it's all about eco-friendly and sustainable living. This episode is part one of a two-part episode. A large part of minimalism is conscious consumerism. As we live a more conscious lifestyle with what we bring into and remove from our homes, we may start to become more mindful of other aspects in our life that could be minimized. This can easily transition into living a more sustainable way of life. Before going any further, let's take a look at what sustainable living actually is. Simply put, Living sustainably is being mindful of the earth and the impact we make on it, and changing our habits through environmentally conscious practices, like recycling or using reusable water bottles. To quote environmentalscience.org, quote, The definition of sustainability is the study of how natural systems function, remain diverse, and produce everything it needs for the ecology to remain in balance. It also acknowledges that human civilization takes resources to sustain our modern way of life. Sustainability takes into account how we might live in harmony with the natural world around us, protecting it from damage and destruction." Environmental consciousness is something I'm passionate about, and as I clear the tangible clutter from my life, I've found that my mindset has gradually shifted focus to wanting to minimize my life in other aspects as well. For example, I grew tired of rummaging through all the bottles of household cleaners under my bathroom and kitchen sink. I was overwhelmed by seeing dish soap, hand soap, window cleaner, floor cleaner, pet shampoo, laundry detergent, etc., etc. It was stressful and overwhelming to go in and grab the cleanser that I needed. I wanted to downscale the amount that I had, so I checked into an all-purpose or more natural cleaning solution. I now use Dr. Bronner's Pure Castile Soap for the majority of my cleaning needs. It's a highly concentrated Castile soap, and it's a cruelty-free product, which means there's no animal testing. It's also derived from vegetable oils, which are taken from sustainably sourced, fair trade environments. Sustainably sourced means that no wildlife or protected habitats are harmed in the making of the product. And fair trade means that the workers are compensated fairly for their labor. So not only has this one product replaced almost everything in my cleaning cabinet, but I can feel confident that it's an environmentally friendly product and I'm not wasting as much plastic because there are fewer bottles to sort through. I actually just have two cleaning products underneath my kitchen sink and none in the bathroom. So to summarize, changes in one way of thinking often leads to others. Before moving forward with tips on how to take small steps towards a more eco-friendly lifestyle, I'd like to say that depending on where you live, not all of these options will be available to you. I've lived in spaces with curbside recycling pickup, and also in cities where the nearest recycling center was in a highly inconvenient location. 
I've lived in homes with a big yard to garden in and in apartments with no patio or balcony whatsoever. But no matter where you call home, there are bound to be some ideas in this episode that you can claim as your own. You're probably familiar with the International Recycling logo. It's those three little arrows in a triangular formation with the phrase reduce, reuse, and recycle. So let's start with recycling. If you live in an apartment complex, you might be lucky enough to have a recycling dumpster on site. Where I currently live, that's my option and I love it because it's super convenient. But the first apartment I ever lived in, I had to haul the recycling on my own. I told my roommate, hey, let's go ahead and put the things we can recycle into this box. And we kept that in a utility closet, so once a week I would drive to the recycling center, which was only about 15 minutes away. I have not always been so conscientious. As I mentioned previously, I also lived in a small town where the closest recycling plant was nearly an hour away. So sadly, I had to throw everything into a dumpster, and I just let it rot in a landfill. I felt really guilty about it, but it just didn't fit with my schedule to make a a two-hour, once-a-week drive, and sometimes there are things that you just cannot control, and that's okay. As long as you're trying, in any aspect of a conscious lifestyle, that's all that matters. If you live in a house that does not provide recycling bins, you can talk to your landlord or your current trash service provider and ask about recycling services to see if they're available for your area. For a more extensive database, you can visit earth911.com for a nearby recycling solution. TerraCycle is another great resource for places to send hard-to-recycle products, from toothbrushes to light bulbs and more. Both of these websites are excellent for locating recycling centers and finding a place to take old laptops, batteries, and pretty much anything else. I'll include a link in the show notes. When first starting out, it may feel like there are a lot of do's and don'ts when it comes to recycling, which can be overwhelming. To make it a little easier, here are some common things people have trouble with deciding whether to recycle or throw away. The first one that comes to mind is pizza boxes. If you get your pizza delivered, you cannot recycle that cardboard. All of the oils and food residue make it impossible for the machines to properly process the cardboard. If you get a frozen pizza, great, you can recycle the cardboard packaging it comes in. But a pizza that has been sitting in a box leaking grease is unable to be processed. Styrofoam, bubble wrap, and grocery bags are also things that cannot be thrown in your recycling bin. Most grocery stores conveniently have a drop-off out front for your old grocery bags, which is great because plastic bags are the number one cause of ocean debris, and they can take hundreds of years to decompose in a landfill. Do not recycle any aerosol cans. These will be separated into a hazardous waste bin because they can explode due to the containers being pressurized. Also, anything that has held drain cleaner, gasoline, or other toxic materials are not safe to send to a recycling center. Again, TerraCycle is a wealth of information that can easily be accessed to find out an alternative to recycling these more difficult products. Now that the hard stuff is out of the way, let's talk about all the products that are easily recyclable. Cardboard, glass, aluminum, paper, and plastics can all be recycled. I'll dive into a little more detail about each of these. Plastics numbered 1 through 7 can be recycled in my area, but it can vary from city to city. So if you're uncertain, 
just run a quick Google search. You can find the kind of plastic and the number on the bottom of the container typically. All plastic bottles like water bottles, milk jugs, produce boxes that cherry tomatoes or strawberries might come in, and most every other plastic container is recyclable. Remember to rinse your containers thoroughly. This is twofold. There are two reasons why this is important. One, they need to be processed properly, and if they're dirty, they can cause damage to the machine. And two, you don't want them to give off an odor when they're sitting in the bin waiting to be hauled. The smell of spoiled milk in your recycling bin is something I have experienced and I never want to again. For papers, this is a pretty broad category. Both matte and glossy papers can all be recycled. Any lists or notes, junk mail, greeting cards, business cards, magazines, warranties, phone books, and newspapers can all be recycled. Wrapping up the last few categories, aluminum cans, either from soda or food cans from things you'd keep in your pantry, can be recycled, as well as foil and disposable aluminum baking trays, like pie tins, as long as they're clean. Again, I'm emphasizing the importance of this so they don't damage or jam the machine that recyclables are processed on. Rinsed glass bottles and jars, as well as cardboard like cereal boxes, moving boxes, and paper towel rolls can all be recycled as well. If this seems like a lot to keep track of, don't worry. Like everything else on your journey to a more conscious life, there is a learning curve. Eventually, it will become second nature, and in the meantime, you can always print up a cheat sheet and hang it near your recycling bin. It really is fascinating to find out exactly how much of our disposables can be repurposed and made new again because of recycling. We're going to move on to the reuse category, but first, a quick word from our sponsors. And now that we're back, let's move on to the reuse category. These are pretty simple solutions that make a big difference. Reusable shopping bags are a very easy way to cut down on waste. I keep mine in my car and either carry them or stick them in my purse until it's time to check out. You can also ask for paper instead of plastic if you forget your bags, as paper bags are easily recyclable. Many stores don't even give out plastic bags anymore. If you do have a surplus of plastic grocery bags at home, you can always reuse them as single-use lunch bags, small trash can liners, or to clean up pet waste. Another reusable option is water bottles and coffee mugs. If you find yourself going through a pack of distilled water bottles in a week, you can always use water from the tap or invest in a filter for your faucet if you prefer and refill a washable water bottle. Over time, you'll be saving money on bottled water and your wallet and the environment will thank you. Bringing your favorite thermos to a coffee shop is an excellent substitute to the paper cup cardboard sleeve, and plastic lid that comes with ordering a coffee to go. If you're dining in, some cafes provide mugs instead of to-go cups. It doesn't hurt to ask. I used to work as a barista, and when customers came in with their reusable mugs, we would give those customers a discount on their drink, or charge them for a small instead of a medium, or even a large. So if you visit a coffee shop that does the same, this could potentially benefit your budget as well. 
Zip-up sandwich bags and freezer bags are something I have a hard time excluding from my kitchen supplies because they really come in handy during meal prep. But plastic food storage, or even better, glass food containers, are a much better solution. Either of these options are better for the environment. I personally like glass because they don't stain or wear out as quickly, but even plastic storage is a better solution than a single-use freezer bag that will end up in a landfill. Storing bulk baked meals in my freezer is something I do often, and I'm gradually changing from using freezer bags to using mason jars or food storage containers. Try looking at things in a new light. Do you frequently use paper plates? Try avoiding the need for them by washing your dish by hand as soon as you're finished with your plate. Do you own a single-use coffee maker? There are reusable and affordable K-cup style filters that you can put your favorite coffee into and eliminate the daily waste of plastic. Does your city make it convenient to use public transportation? Or can you walk or bike to the corner store? If you look for alternatives, you're bound to find something helpful. Switching topics, let's discuss solutions for cutting down on food waste. My new favorite thing is making veggie scrap broth. This is essentially taking the non-edible parts of vegetables, like carrot peels and onion skins, that you would typically throw away, and saving them in the freezer for later use. Once the container is full, cover the scraps with water and simmer on the stove for an hour or two. Strain the scraps and let the broth cool. You can add spices to it if you like, or just save it as is. There really isn't a wrong way to make this. I recently tried it for the first time with onion, potato, celery, carrots, and all kinds of veggie scraps, and it came out so well that my fiancé was sipping the broth by itself. That evening, we used half of the broth for a crockpot stew, and the other half is currently in a 32-ounce mason jar in the freezer. I can confidently say that I am never throwing away veggie scraps again, and now I have no need to purchase veggie broth from the store. I will be posting this recipe on my Instagram along with pictures under my username clean.simple.free. If you'd like even more creative ways to use food scraps, I highly recommend lovefoodhatewaste.com. They have many recipes and solutions that are alternatives to throwing away food, like making croutons out of the seldom used ends of bread loaves. To quote their mission statement, Love Food Hate Waste aims to raise awareness of the need to reduce food waste and help us take action. It shows that by doing some easy, practical, everyday things in the home, we can all waste less food, which will ultimately benefit our purses and the environment too. My last recommendation for this episode is considering making a compost heap, but that's a topic for another day. Seriously, learning how to compost is so time-consuming in the beginning, but it's oh so worth it. I hope these tips have inspired you to get started on your journey to a more sustainable way of life. Try one out this week and see how it works for you. Part 2 of this episode will be released on January the 14th, but be sure to tune in next week for a very special guest interview. It's all about living with intention, growing your own food, and much more. Thanks so much for tuning in, and remember, clean spaces make for a more simple way of life, and when your life is simplified, your mind will feel free.